This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast, now with less D&D than ever before, because we are actually listening to uh, our first season of Blades in the Dark, which is a TTRPG that is set in a sort of Victorian steampunk world full of heists and crimes, lovely, lovely crimes. Uh, I'm joined today by special guest Ellen. Hello. Who plays Lilith Capellanaga, is that correct? Have I yeah, pronounced Capellanaga, it yeah. Nice. And I am Mike Channel, and I play Barnaby the Butcher Fortescue the Third in this particular adventure, and all the other ones that I'm in uh, in Blaze in the Dark. Uh, so, how's it going, Alan? How's your week been so far? Good, good, busy. Um, I'm excited because uh, uh, as as of recording last night, Nintendo did a Nintendo Direct. Ah, I've yes. seen more Tears of the Kingdom. Metroid Prime has just got a remaster just released. There's all okay. sorts of exciting things. Um, yeah, yeah. But basically, it's sort of a double-edged sword when they're good for us on Oxtra because it's like, oh, exciting. And then it's like, oh, no, I have to cover also, all these lots games. Of work to make some, make some <laughs> yeah. stuff about it. All right, well, all Nintendo's good in Nintendo as far as I'm concerned. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk a bit about Blades in the Dark. Obviously, uh, if you've been following this podcast... Uh, you will have listened to the first of our heists, uh, Dead Man's Debt. This uh, episode is going to be uh, a heist called Ironhook's Bounty. Um, but I think given that it's the first time that either of us have been on the podcast to talk about Blades, yeah. I thought we'd talk a little bit about our characters, right? Who mm. will have been introduced to uh, listeners of the podcast. But um, maybe a bit of background on what what was the genesis of Lilith um, and what, you know, what uh, appealed to you about playing that particular archetype and that character? Um, well, people will know uh, from playing Meryl when I like being able to communicate with like people who aren't human. So like right. animals and plants and all that sort of stuff. Um, the formerly human. And the formerly human. That's what I get to do. Um, as a whisper, I just saw all like the ghost stuff, and then mm. like later on, you can like unlock some things that are kind of a little bit magicy, and I was like, yeah, I'll try that. Uh, see nice. how far we go with these. Um, but yeah, I just you know I wanted to you know have someone who is like she's a little bit of a fish out of water, a mm. little bit. She's not from the the town. She's actually from uh, abroad, somewhere sunnier mm. climes. Um, and she's here studying at the at the the college, the university there. Um, mm. Basically, kind of do like a sort of ghost studies, masters, PhD, whatever. Um, and yeah, and she's 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 doing crime to you know pay for to pay her for her tuition, tuition and things probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, she's 
it's it's like extra um, research for her and everything. Um, but yeah, she's from a fairly kind of like well-to-do family where she's from. Right. Um, so like you know, people know who the Capellanagas are, where she's from. Um, but yeah, she's 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 here to kind of check the town out and see see what ghosties she can find and commune with with as many as possible. So for those who aren't familiar with Whisper as a class, because obviously it doesn't have a sort of direct comparison with with D and D. No. What sort of abilities do you do you have, uh, or did did Lilith have at the start of our our adventure? Well, um, uh, some people have noted uh, they enjoyed <laughs> that um, I can compel ghosts. So nice. I, I can attune to ghosts so that, you know, it will definitely, my communication will work with them and I can talk to them and I can also like command them. So if I if I talk to them in a strongly worded or politely worded <laughs> enough way... Um, Write I a can, strongly worded email. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I can get them to be helpful to us. Um, I'm less likely to be scared if any other ghosts show up as well I've got some little kind of like uh, little buffs for that so uh, that's quite useful if we ever end up oh my gosh surrounded by ghosts like mm. this like I got this I'm fine um, it's worth pointing yeah. out that ghosts are a big deal in Blades in the Dark and if you're yes. new to the game they are not just I mean it, it, you know if it was a regular Ox venture in D&D and a ghost showed up uh, we'd probably try and chat to it or romance it maybe even yeah um, <laughs> that's not gonna really fly in Blades in the Dark because no. part of the, the sort of game system is the idea that ghosts are very very bad news and uh, the spiritual stuff is very bad news the uh, city of Volusport, as with any Blades in the Dark city is surrounded by ghost, you know, ghost fields essentially, and sort of these uh, electromagical sort of fences to keep the ghosts out of the um, out of the city. And obviously, mm-hmm. if you venture out into the the ghost lands, you're in danger of being haunted oh, to heck. Yeah, go, <laughs> grabbed by the ghoulies. Um, no, mate, that sounds horrible. <laughs> That's um, fine. It's a it's a rare game. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, but yes, uh, so ghosts are bad news, and actually, it's one of the reasons why killing in blades in the dark is a big deal as well it's you know bad. so whereas in in um dnd you know you get a lot of these sort of wandering parties of serial killers um yeah. <laughs> blades in the dark is designed to to prevent that from happening so what because ghosts are such a problem if you kill someone in blades in the dark you are in danger of alerting these sort of um there's like a ghost cleanup squad basically or yeah. a body cleanup squad because they don't want the body to turn into a ghost because yeah. that's, it would be bad there's, news if there's a ghost loose in the city so there's a big bell that goes off every time someone dies yeah. so they know when someone you if you accidentally or on purpose kill someone yes. um, there's a big bell that goes bong and then they know the watch are on their way to come mm. and get you basically so yeah there's a bunch of nasties you've got to be careful of um yeah but yeah so Lilith uh, like has a you know there are some ghosts that she gets on completely fine with and then Mm. there are some mean ghosts that she has to deal with throughout the series and stuff um so yeah basically if there's a ghost (laughs) you might spot in future episodes this and future episodes uh that if there's a ghost everyone just looks at Lilith (laughs) yeah everyone's like so Lilith what do we do uh okay (laughs) or like if they have to face a ghost that's like hey this this isn't a job for me we should have brought Lilith on this (laughs) (laughs) i was tempted to um i was tempted to do obviously if you're familiar with oxventure you'll know that egbert does not believe in ghosts uh it's convinced that it's all nonsense 
Uh, and I was tempted to do a similar thing with with Barnaby in this, but never really got around to it. Um, it would have worked quite well, probably. Yeah. Would have been more difficult to execute because ghosts are such a key part of the, uh, <laughs> the fiction. But um, how did... Uh, so obviously, like, uh, I mean, I don't know your sort of um, personal history of tabletop RPGs, but mm. uh, certainly for me, Barnaby was the second sort of TTRPG character I'd ever played. Um, how did you... Uh, sort of bring your experience from playing Merylwen into Lilith? What did you change up and what, how did you want to sort of make your, your first non-D&D character different? Yeah. Um, well, this it was also my, like, it was my second character that I'd ever made. Mm. And I think I just kind of like, you know, um, Merylwen has a plus zero to her charisma rolls. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, uh, oh. and I've re- like, like Egbert with wisdom, I have refused to level it up because yeah. I think that's funny because, you know, Merylwen, like she's a true neutral who prefers people and plants to animals, but she likes her friends. Like, mm. you know, the Ox Ventures are the only people that she has a lot of time for like she likes other people like it's not that she is like eh, but she's you know you know you get people who prefer animals to people in general you know mm. they they prefer to hang out with their dog than people and i'm like fair enough i, I see yeah. i see i see the uh i see your point and i agree with it <laughs> <laughs> um but with with lilith i wanted her to be a little bit more of a, a, a people person she's still kind of like reserved but she's she's happy to chat um mm. like in this episode you'll see her sparking up a lot of conversations with people um and very quickly trying to kind of get in and you know try and find a verbal way out of a situation before it gets physical and yeah. uh have to do lots of roles well you have to do lots of roles for all the verbal stuff as well because L- mm. luke won't let you just say things and get away with it <laughs> <laughs> no not around here certainly not around here um i it was one of the the really nice things about Blades in the Dark as well, I think, in contrast to the Oxventure stuff, is um, I, I think it was mentioned in last week's podcast when Luke was talking about it, Luke and Jane. But um, the idea that these heists are often with smaller groups, so you know this this one is literally just me and you and Luke as the GM. Yes, the first um, one were just two. Yeah, and it, it does give the characters a bit more space to breathe, and and um, it puts you under a little more pressure because I. You know, we'll get into it after the the episode, but there's um, you know, heists are complex and there's a lot to sort of account for, and um, you've got fewer people throwing ideas into the mix, so you've, yeah. you've really got you. It, it's a sort of like you say, a kind of uh, a double edged sword, but um, you've got the increased flexibility to play your character and, and role play a little harder, um, maybe, uh, but then also you've got to come up with the ideas and um, yeah. they're complex. This is you know, this is the first first sort of heist we, we'd had to do with such a small group or first yeah. of any sort of tabletop quest we'd had to do with a small group. And it, the pressure was on to to come up with the the right ideas that were going to push the story forward and things like that. But, you yeah. know, I think we both, I think we both really enjoyed it. And it was, it was really fun to see how, you know, we know how the Oxventurers react as a group, um, but really in- interesting to see how Barnaby and Lilith kind of interact as a, as a pairing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I really like the dynamic between <laughs> Lilith and Barnaby because it's There's some just fun like, stuff early doors in this episode. Yeah, definitely. it's real like straight man and the clown kind of. Yep. <laughs> it's fun. It's uh, but it's it's never what I love about Barnaby as a character is like he's he's sort of like he's a he, he's a lovable rogue in a very different way to Corazon. So Corazon's a literal mm. lovable rogue, but uh, Barnaby is just like whatever i'm just here like try things far and it's it, yeah it, i think i was gonna say it's i think it's 
really it's a fine line to walk with Barnaby. I, I think it's it, a, it's extremely fine line, and I think you walk it absolutely perfectly because I think it could be. I'm I'm just gonna use this to like absolutely make you blush, Mike. Um, because yeah, no, I think a lot of people could play this character very wrong and very annoyingly. Um, mm. but I think you find like the right balance that like, you never put anyone in harm's way. You never like mess up the situation. Like if anyone is put in danger it's yourself like yes. you know it's 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 never you never put a spanner in the works mm. um you just like sprinkle some spices into it to make exactly, it more yeah. interesting you know I, I really wanted him to be a, like a minor irritation basically yeah, to, exa- to everyone exactly um, exactly so also, he's like yeah you know the lovable side as well like it's really it's really tricky not to you know because barnaby's a fairly terrible person and yeah. um you know he <laughs> I, I drew from the rich well that is our sort of ruling class political <laughs> ruling class in this country and um I, I think creating barnaby as a character was sort of somewhat born out of frustration of the idea that really you know if you're wealthy enough or connected enough you can sort of fail upwards and yeah it's that, it's that classic line uh of barnaby's which is you know nothing terrible has ever happened to me in my life it's probably not going to start now it's like that that complete like <laughs> lack of sort of uh understanding of how the world works and things yeah um but i I can i can see that like and probably there are people you know who find barnaby just intensely annoying because he's a little too close to the to the real sort of yeah upper class twits who who get by with (laughs) little to zero talent or work um but yeah like trying to trying to make him somewhat somewhat uh likable in he's affable like he's he's you know he is He's a good parody while still like sort of, you know, the the I'm trying to find the words for it. Um he he's he's not a complete arsehole. <laughs> no. And I, I think it was you know, I, I obviously this is uh we've got two seasons of Blades in the Dark um in the can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do like to think that Barnaby sort of progresses as a character a little bit. I, oh, the 100%. other thing that was kind of new for me is is the idea of a character that has a bit of an arc. And I did want him to, if not become completely redeemed, to at least sort of, you know, for his experience interacting with other people, mm. meeting other people who he would not ordinarily meet in his in his sort of world of being rich and privileged. Um, I wanted him to that to develop him as a character a bit and for him yeah. to, to sort of become so, like at least fleetingly introspective about literally anything he does. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that does not happen in, in this episode. Not in episode one, no. But I, I really, <laughs> I'm so looking forward uh, to people absolutely falling in love with Barnaby. Um, it, it's it's a really, as, as another, you know, person playing opposite, it's a lot of fun good. because I'm glad, yeah. um, it's it's a good level of chaos in the game without it going. Oh my goodness! Now what do I <laughs> no do? There's never there's never that. There's like okay, what can I do with this? Yes. Like there's always something. It, we always try to be very yes and with our role play oh, of uh, course, because yeah, it's absolutely. basically just a load of friends mucking about and improving with dice. So yeah, like yeah, as long as you're you know when you're playing a character like that. As long as you're, you know, like Mike, you have been throughout this whole series. As long as people are like aware of the other people around the table, yes, um, and not rolling over them, basically, yeah, you know, exactly, and, and making decisions exactly. for them. Absolutely. Yes. So yeah, that that's all that matters, and you do that, and that's great. Well, let's enjoy some of this chaos uh, as we dive Yay. into Ironhook's Bounty, uh, the second of our Blades in the Dark heists, and we'll catch you on the other side. 
Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oxventure Presents Blades in the Dark. I'm Luke, and I'm joined by... Mm. Well, I... After you, sir. Mm. Well, I'm Barnaby Fortescue the third, also known as Ha! The Butcher. Not Ha! The Butcher, just well The Butcher. Ha, the butcher <laughs> we have... Uh, I am Lilith Capellanaga, and uh, I'm a I'm a academic sort, and I'm trying to find my way in, the, in this weird world. <laughs> in this weird world of Volisport, well, I could help you with that. You should get a job. C- cool. That's <laughs> sort, sort of why we're here, isn't it? <laughs> Barnaby, you are no you are not one to be telling people to get a job. I don't think. Well. <laughs> You know, it's Your not for me. I found out a long cans. time ago that it's not for me. It's just not for me. <laughs> the world of work, not for me. We join Lilith and Barnaby today in the back room of Eleanor's mo- uh, largely legal antiques. It is a couple of days after your last criminal escapade. A thrill has gone through the criminal community. A new gang on the scene. Word has spread of your daring exploits because you paid back a fortune overnight it's a it's a minor miracle and um well word you, has got out you call it a fortune but it really wouldn't make a dent compared to the uh the, the annual take of my estate <laughs> just okay. wanted to clarify why are you here again <laughs> why are any of us here philosophical question you're the academic work it out money i need money <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the back room barnaby uh, is is just going over the finer points of uh, exactly how the finance of his estate works exactly you know what he's kind of pulling in and pushing out on the stables on the orangery all that kind of all that kind of stuff you are the only ones at the moment in the back room and that's because everyone else is out researching scores making contacts etc you are sort of poring over the documents and, and stuff that was left, left by the previous criminal gang who vacated uh, this area. And um, Barnaby, I suppose, maybe the other said, be lookout, guarding is an important job. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you just go do, 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 do that. <laughs> right, can do. Mm. And and he's, he's guarding up an absolute storm. Um, so well, in fact, that uh, he... You, your ears prick up, Barnaby, at uh, at a, a, a subtle knock on the front door of the shop, and uh, a voice calls, "Delivery!" Uh, can someone get that, Barnaby? I've, I've kind of got my hands full of all these documents. Could 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 you go and get that? I don't answer my own door. This isn't your door. Ah, oh, fine. I go and answer the door. There is a, a, a mailman at the door. Uh, he gets you to sign for a, a small package. It's a little um, envelope and leaves you with that envelope. When you open it, it contains a small silver charm uh, of an unusual and organic-shaped twisty little anchor. It's a little anchor charm. Uh, and there is a note with it that says, Can you bring me the real thing? I have a buyer. Details enclosed. 50% to your little gang, if so. P.S. Nice work with that Lamp Blacks business. Signed, Eleanor. Fair enough. I'm going to bring it over to uh, Lilith and see what Lilith thinks. Uh, Lilith, the sight of this charm sets a bell ringing for you, um, because as you may recall, uh, some of the uh, sort of plan in progress uh, documents from the previous gang who occupied this space before you all and before Bilkins died was something to do with a ship. And actually, you seem to remember a drawing of an anchor. 
Ah, okay. Well, I, I rifle through the documents again and I try to re-find that picture of an anchor and look at it next to the charm that we've been sent. I recline into a comfortable chair, absolutely exhausted by the day's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You punch out, Barnaby. You've um, No one can say you haven't pulled your weight today. I had to shut the door as well, you know. Open it, shut it. Honestly, it's not one thing, then it's another. Um, it's not hard for you, Lilith, to, uh, to, to re-find those documents. The anchor is a sketch of the anchor of a ship that has for a few days now uh, been uh, sort of moored in the docks a little way off the coast. These are the details. Having gone through these though, these sort of plans and stuff, you have a little bit, a bit of a better idea. The ship is a converted whaling ship owned by Darnell Ironhook, who is the CEO of the Tripot whaling firm. Uh, they are Leviathan Hunters, uh, and Darnell Ironhook is hosting a four-day party on his ship to celebrate bring, bringing in a huge haul of sweet Leviathan blood and oil recently. The ship is, uh, you know, a converted uh, Leviathan, so it's kind of mid-sized, made of iron. Think of like a, a luxury pleasure cruiser, but made of sort of very thick, uh, kind of brutal iron. It is said, however that the anchor is something a little finer and that in a show of extravagance uh, Ironhook has had it studded with real leviathan teeth which are extremely rare and valuable making this anchor a real showpiece and that is what you know uh, a party sounds good I hope there aren't yeah. too many of those roughnecks around you know whalers and fishermen and stuff hopefully it's just the, the higher class I'm guessing that like do does Eleanor just want the anchor? Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Like, cause, mm. just because of the leviathan teeth, I know that they can, fa- you know, catch a, you know, cost a pretty penny. Um, sure, sure. So... I, it's going to be rather heavy, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how in the heck in the week? There's only two of us as well. Like, we could barely get it with all of us here. Look, you're you're good at, you know, brushing elbows. Everything. With... <laughs> Everything. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. Everything when it comes to chatting to people and flagging your way into things. Sure. So if we go to this party and perhaps I'm your assistant, I hate having to say that, but, you know, I'm not going to be as well known. So I'll take it on the chin. Fair enough. Okay, this is sounding like a heist coming together. uh, And before we are tempted to do any more planning... I think we should plunge us straight into the action. So, of the types of scores, um, let me just remind you of of those. It's sounding, to be honest, like this is a social uh, situation. If you are going sort of as uh, as as Barnaby the aristocrat plus assistant, a social uh, score is negotiate, bargain, or persuade. And the detail I need is the social connection. This Einhook fella um, is he? Uh... Is he extremely wealthy? I mean, presumably this is good business and things. Uh, yeah, you, you've you heard of uh, Darnell Ironhook. He is extremely wealthy. He's what, Barnaby, you and your peers would refer to as new money. New money, um, yeah, Because I rather than have... inheriting, he has made his fortune as a leviathan hunter. Would he be aware of me, do you think? Unlikely. Mm. But possibly. Well, perhaps You move the... in the right sort of circles. 
perhaps the uh, it's a somewhat somewhat business meeting, uh, but in a social setting. I suggest that perhaps there might be some sort of business arrangement we could come to to allow him to expand further into the into the world of whaling. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I tell you what, let's not roll for that. Let's just say that um, the social connection is Darnell Ironhook himself. Yes. We're setting up. Uh, yeah, Barnaby is. We're approaching as a about a sort of prospective business tie-up. Hmm. Yes. Um, and yeah. presumably, uh, given the timing, he would probably find it easier to uh, discuss it over a drink, perhaps. I think or that would be eight. more than enough to secure you an invite uh, to the to the to the party on board. Um, load. What's everyone taking to this ship? I will be going light again. Light. I always travel light. I love it. I'm going to go. Ooh, I'll go normal. Okay. Um, make a note of how much that lets you carry, or it's it's written on your character sheets. So I think it's. Uh, I think it's there. Five. Mm-hmm. And five, three, three for me. Yeah, cool. Okay. Time to make the engagement roll. Then and we'll get you straight to the party. One D for sheer luck. There it is. Okay. Um, is the plan particularly bold or daring? Yeah, of course. Does it expose a vulnerability <laughs> or hit them where they're weakest? No. Um, <laughs> can right. any friends or Such contacts? <laughs> can any friends or contacts provide aid? Seems unlikely on my side. I don't think even Squiffy knows him. And he knows oh really? Not even Squiffy. Wow. No. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I will roll these dice around for drama. <laughs> Are you getting that? Are you getting the drama yeah, and, the, yeah. and the foley? Such yeah. drama. Good. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Okay. Right, that is a... Uh, I rolled a four and a two, so we take the highest result, which is four, which is um, a success with a complication. So let's say it's early evening um, that, that you were, that you arrive at this. Uh, you, are, you are pulled up to a... Uh, along the sort of back of the boat, there's, there's like some a kind of stepped area that goes down to the water. Uh, you can see the, the ship is illuminated by electric lighting um, uh, that you can hear the sounds of a party in full swing you can hear a uh, you can hear a string quartet uh, kind of uh, you know making sure that, that the that the vibe stays classy and as you approach you can you can start to see kind of above you now like on the nearest deck thronging crowds of uh, of, of revelers um, this is the fourth day that the party's been going and as you look around you can see that some people uh, are very much worse for wear. They like have not stopped. Some people have just arrived. It is a, I mean, it is a proper, a proper, proper rave up. This Darnell knows how to throw a party. Uh, and as you uh, step off of the launch on which you have been uh, pulled over from the docks, you are met by a, uh, a valet who says, uh, "Hello, may I have your?" Uh, invitations, please. I assume we have a uh, one invitation, probably. Do we? Or... Yeah, you have one invitation. And this is... He looks at you, Lilith. This is my assistant. I don't travel anywhere without her, so uh, I would very much appreciate if you would allow her in as well. Thank you. That's absolutely no uh, problem, uh, but uh, Madam, may I take your things? What things? Well, presumably you don't want to be uh, uh, going about the party with that uh, large coat and it looks like you've got a, a, a bag there. Um, may I may I take them to the cloakroom for you? Um, I uh, will... I believe it'll be getting quite cold on deck and we anticipate spending quite a lot of time outside so I think we'll keep our coats with us. Yeah, you, you, you may take my bag. I need to keep my coat on. It's part of the ensemble um, 
She's a very fashionable well. assistant. Ideas I, above her station, you know how it is. I understand the ensemble must come first, madam. That's <laughs> absolutely no problem. He takes your bag away. Uh, Lilith, Markov, you now have light load. Mm-hmm. And uh, so someone else kind of hurries up with a, a, a tray with, with fizz on it. Um, and, and you I are take ushered a up. glass. Of course I take a glass. <laughs> take a glass? Um, Lilith, are you taking a glass as well? Um, yeah, but I'm kind of pretending to sip. I'm like, mmm. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so you're staying clear-headed. I love it. Uh, right, and you are you are taken up to the um, to the uh, the the sort of rear deck of, of this ship. Uh, in front of you, uh, in the centre, there is a, a large buffet. Uh, it is sort of piled high with like, lobsters and uh, exotic fruits. There's a there's a champagne fountain, you know, like. Um, and a chocolate fountain, uh, <laughs> and and all the fanciest fountains. Um, cheese fountain. <laughs> oh, there's a cheese fountain. Fondue fountain. Um, <laughs> Darnell has a team of uh, cheese engineers working on the cheese fountain technology, and what you're seeing is a an early prototype. It does indeed appear to be sort of cycling liquid cheese through its system, but occasionally it sort of sputters and molten cheese <laughs> kind of sort of spits out. Um, and an engineer rushes over with a screwdriver and makes some adjustments. I'm imagining cheese whiz. I'm imagining what these artisanal cheese experts have invented. Is yes, yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think we can all agree that's what cheese is heading to in all in every possible fictional universe. <laughs> and you are now, yeah, you're up on this top deck. The the the, the party is thronging. Uh, the the place is packed. Um, can I scan the room and and see if Darnell is is around at all? Yeah. So tell me what kind of uh, roll you'll be making to do that and roll it. Survey. And I have one dot in survey. If you've got one dot, yeah, roll me one d6. Okay. Unless you want to push yourself and take some stress or... I mean, I'm looking around a room. It barely seems worth it, doesn't it, really? If I fail, I will fail to look around a room. Sure, sure. I got a three. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Does one of my eyeballs fall out? You look uh, around the room, and you actually you can't see Darnell Ironhook. You you know by reputation that he's 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 quite a sort of large, very tall, broad, barrel-chested uh, figure, and you cannot spot him at all, uh, which is odd. You turn around to Lilith uh, to to explain uh, that, that you don't see him there, and actually spin round into Darnell, spilling your champagne flute all down his cravat. Mm. Terribly sorry, old boy. I'll buy you a new one of those. The um, bloody hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Um, Barnaby uh, Fortescue the third. Yes, uh, we we arranged to have a drink at some point during this party, but I, I thought I'd introduce myself first. And, you know, we don't want to talk business straight away. Although it appears you've been partying for quite a few days. He sort of looks you up and down. Uh, he looks at his sort of stained cravat and goes. Barnaby, is it a pleasure to make your acquaintance? And he goes for a big, meaty handshake. Mine is limp in comparison. Okay. Um, he, you see from his eyes that he notices, that he plots <laughs> it, he files it away, <laughs> but he says nothing. I don't believe I've had the pleasure, and uh, I'll be quite honest, I wasn't uh, apprised of any sort of meeting. Um, eh, Roger! Uh, a, a sort of 
small uh, man sort of scurries up to, to Darnell's side. Roger! Mum eating any Barnaby tonight? Um, and Roger says, um, uh, yes, uh, yes, sir, actually, I, I didn't, it's only, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a late request, I didn't have much time to, 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 to run it by you, sir, but there was a, a Barnaby Fortescue? Correct. Yes. Uh, yes, who who, who wished to, 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 to raise the possibility of some kind of business arrangement, though Mr. Fortescue uh, uh, d- declined to give the, 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 the details. Um, but uh, 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 at this point, Darnell is tired of Roger, and he sort of, like, <laughs> pushes him away. <laughs> Have a drink, Roger. Relax, for God's sake. So, uh, you wish to uh, discuss some sort of business, is that right? Yes, yes, I was... Very fascinated by your uh, your expansion into into whaling and your your success so far. I was wondering what what we might do to to uh, help push that forward and enable you to to really fulfil your p- potential. Yeah, I'm gonna need something a little bit more specific, Mister Fortescue. What like money? Hmm. Yes, lots of money. Yeah. Well, in what way exactly are you planning to? Uh forward well, my ventures i mean uh, for a small stake in your in your business we'd be happy to to put up uh, some funds to allow you to expand perhaps in, an entire fleet i mean your your ship is fabulous and I, I was very very impressed by the anchor i mean what's the story behind that oh well when i started in this business i uh I was hunting for a small fry in Leviathan Steaks. I uh, came up the hard way, Mr. Barnaby. Uh, It took me a long time to uh, earn enough to buy my first boat and hire Mm. a small crew. I went out Mm. myself. I put the harpoon in the very first beast. And uh, I pulled one of its teeth out as a keepsake. And I did that for uh, every whale that I captured for the first uh, gosh it must have been uh, two years hard years they were Mr. Mr. Fortescue hard years indeed but uh, rewarding I keep these uh, teeth in the anchor some say it's a bit showy but uh, for me it's a reminder of the meaning of graft uh, as he as he sure. says that last bit, he yeah. sort of gives you a significant look, and you just mm. get the impression that he's unfiling the limp handshake. <laughs> I took from my own door today as well, yeah. <laughs> so I know where you're coming from. Uh, listen, I, it is, I mean, it's showy, fine. I'm absolutely fine with showy. Look, I mean, I, I had to buy this coat, uh, this CAD uh, Lumiere, threw my last one out the window. I had to buy a new one. Awful business. Anyway, sounds like a rosser. Yeah, real, real, yeah, real rotter. A yeah. rum sort. Um, do you not get nervous with something as presumably valuable as, as that just hanging off the side of your, your ship? Well, not right now, Mr. Fortescue, because right now it's in the safest place it can be. The bottom of the ocean. I see. Mm, good place. But you can't keep it there all the time. I suppose when you're on the move, it must be, yeah. Mm, yeah, interesting. Do you, I mean, but do you, you must have some sort of security measure, though. I mean, it can't be at the bottom of the ocean all the time. This uh, this ship is manned by uh, by my personal crew from the old days, and uh, well, they're good lads. They like a drink, and they know what they're about. If you get my meaning. Yes. You don't especially I, get, I his don't meaning, get his meaning, but you do. <laughs> um, you you know that he's basically uh, letting you know that this that this ship is sort of staffed by um, by rough uh, whaling sorts. I figured uh, if anyone ever had the audacity to come after one of my prized possessions, uh, well, you know, they man the they man the ship, 
they keep watch. I think it would be alright, but as I say at the moment, my most precious possession is at the bottom of Davy Jones's locker, so uh, not too worried. Fair, fair. I like a man with a plan, yes. Uh, well, anyway, I mean, lovely, lovely introduction. Let me have my people draw up some, some proposals for you, and we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Alright, um, I believe there was a mention of money. Yes, rather a lot, yes, yes. But we'll we'll work out the finer details. But we have unlimited resources, almost. Unlimited resources. I've heard of the Fortescue name. Mm. You're a wealthy bunch. Yeah, my uncle was in the Navy. He was an admiral. Not sure he ever actually set foot on a ship. I think it was more of a sort of honorary title. But, you know, <laughs> seaman. Yes, yes uh, no, a few, uh, I believe a few of my men uh, fought under him. Right. They didn't all make it back intact. Well, that's war, isn't it? You know, mm. doesn't have to be, Mister Fortescue. Doesn't have mm. to be. I don't but actually look. know enough about war to, to to work out whether that's true or not. <laughs> but these are the times of these are the times of plenty. The fat of the land. Yes. Please enjoy the party, and uh, we will talk business anon. Uh, and he sort of whoosh, sort of uh, <laughs> circulates off. Um, Turns his back to you and is immediately lost uh, in in a throng, laughing and, and cheering uh, uh, amidst the crowds. So, Lilith, what what do you think? Um, it's okay. So, right, it's at the bottom of the sea. Yes. the The ship is run by pretty rough, tough guys, who we will not be able to fight our way past at all. So we have mm. to be really smart about this. Good job you've got me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would like to go and have a look around the ship, and from uh, the outside um, or from the inside, like just just all around, all around, and keep hold of your champagne glass because if they find us, we're just party revelers who have got lost. No fear. Okay, <laughs> I might grab another one just in case. You know, back up. You know what? Actually, that might be a good idea. Go on. <laughs> I now have two champagne glasses. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Okay, Lilith. Um, yeah, how are you rolling for that? Um, for this shipwide investigation, I would I would like to study, um, like have a look round, look at various things on the walls, look for signage, um, and yeah, yeah try and uh, get an idea of where everything is. And I have two dots in study as well, which is fine. So. Just as well. Okay, I've got a one and a four. So okay. Four. Yeah, you uh, you conduct this uh, sort of... Uh, the, the champagne glasses are the perfect passport uh, to exploring every single room of a party. The the deck that you were starting on, uh, there is a, a, a higher deck, sort of up, upwards of that. There's a staircase that leads up to it. It's kind of like a, a, a sort of long, narrow sun deck. Uh, along the along the top of the ship, uh, that's full of more revelers, um, more more people, more people partying. From where you started, if you don't go up but instead go forward, you kind of go into the the interior of the ship. Inside there is a uh, a lounge with a billiard table. Um, again, there's you know uh, people having a having a rare old time. On the back of that room, there are uh, double doors. Uh, which occasionally um, serving staff are coming out of with uh, sort of trays of, of canapes and, and, and trays of drinks. You manage to slip through uh, those doors to have a scout around. You get you get through the other side of some kitchens and find yourself in a sort of uh, stairwell. Ahead of you, there's a door that is marked navigation. 
there's also a stairwell that goes down and the the sort of the sign pointing down there says boiler room and then then lists of other a load of maybe like half a dozen other kind of rooms which are all naval terms that you uh don't understand or, or haven't heard before as you are looking around at this uh one of the serving staff um uh, sort of taps you uh lilith on the shoulder and says um excuse me madam um uh you must be lost can i see you back to the party oh oh i'm dreadfully sorry um where where are we right now oh well uh you're aboard the debayana yeah but <laughs> oh um yeah um i'm i'm just trying to find the uh bathrooms actually yes you can't expect us to just we over the side can you uh, uh <laughs> some guests have been sir um <laughs> as i say it's been quite the party uh, this man looks exhausted are you, are you okay sir oh uh when was the last time you guys got a break oh um the last time i had a break what's today oh tuesday um tuesday (laughs) so it must have been well uh yeah tuesday i think last tuesday yes two days of set up then the party began yes Um, do do, do you do you know that you're you're legally allowed you know to have breaks and like you have been sleeping right tell me more about this legally allowed yeah, no, you, you 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 should legally be given breaks by your employer so that you can rest and recuperate before your next shift. Have you have you heard of these things called shifts? So where like the staff swaps things in you and wear. out. I'm wearing a shift. Uh, no, 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 no. This Under is a uh, no. Oh, yes, it's a different kind of shift. It's oh. because the 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 employees, it's it, you you shift out of work basically. It's out so of you, work. Yeah. So one then, would stop working. Yes, yeah, someone stops working, and what happens is another person comes in and takes over. So you swap, you shift places. How do you know? Okay. Because uh, I'll confess, all this stuff about employee rights is news to me as well. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, exactly, sir. I've not not heard of it. Not not heard of anything of the like. So, I mean, you're not from uh, you're not from you're not from Volisport, are you, madam? No, that that is very true. I I've I I've recently moved here. Uh, but basically, we found that by doing shifts, people didn't um, die by the time they were twenty. So, right. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, this is something that I will definitely be having a word with the uh, catering management about because. Have, have you guys? Well, here... I tell you what. Show us to the toilet, the, the you know the, the the privy, and um and then take a load off. You know, have a break. Who's going to yeah, notice? You... Everyone's have... absolutely trolled. Yeah. Have you guys heard of weekends? We, we, well, uh, I mean, th- those too weak to work do tend to end. <laughs> If that's what you mean, madam. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it, it's like a, a bookend to the week, uh, where where like you you have a a break. Everyone has a break. Um, some people still work, but they have different days off instead. So you 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 have a rest. My word. Well, how about that? Have I've, you I've, heard I've, of these I've... things called unions? Uh, let's montage the rest of this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> By the end of which, safe to say, uh, this 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 waiter is 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 holding his head. You've blown his mind. He's he's both inspired 
and furious. Um, <laughs> where do you want to take this conversation now? I'm like, oh, you should, you should ask some of your um, colleagues. You know, your your fellow, you know, serving staff. Bit of solidarity, you know. Yeah, I think you should all you you should all talk to one another. Uh, because I mean, if this party's been going on for a week and you've been having to deal with drug people for a week, I mean, I'm finding I'm his assistant. I'm finding it hard enough just doing it for today. To be he honest, does look like a chore, madam. A oh, it's, chore. oh my goodness, an awful trial. Yeah, hang, you wouldn't hang on. The worst enemy. <laughs> Shut up, enemy. Now hold on. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm determined to. I'm determined to 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 to, to spread the word of this. I, I've got to see who, if anyone else has heard of these uh, intriguing ideas. Um, you, you wanted the bathroom. I, I, look, you're, you're smart. I trust you can find it yourselves. There's one in the captain's uh, room in the in, in navigation. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I ha- I have to go and I have to talk about this. And he he leaves you. He goes back uh, the way that you've just come from, back into the kitchens. And uh, as the sort of doors to the kitchens swing shut, uh, with a sort of puff of steam coming out, you, know, you can hear him. You're like, "Has anybody heard of a weekend?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, that uh, was yep, brilliant. So you're now alone. Lilith, Thank but you. I'm never introducing you to my butler. Okay? <laughs> just, just fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Right, so we I think we head up to the the captain's quarters. We go to navigation and to the captain's quarters. Sure. To find the bathroom. Have a snoop around, yeah, like it. The bathroom. No, I have sunk these two glasses of champagne, and now I do actually need the bathroom. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, you you head up into the uh, into the room marked navigation. There is a a, a man who wearing a captain's hat in there uh, he sat in front of a, a sort of ship's wheel and a, a, and a bunch of levers and sort of ropes and you know not like rigging and stuff it's a it's a it's a steam steam powered vessel but he pulls on those to kind of call relay messages poop the horn yeah exactly um uh, they communicate with other parts of the ship that kind of thing uh yeah there are like speaking trumpets kind of row speaking trumpets talking to the other other areas of the ship but he's fast asleep, um, and uh, on on like by his sort of outstretched hand on the floor, there's there's like an empty uh, pint glass, and he's sort of snoring soundly. Also in this room, uh, yeah, there's a there's a sort of wooden wooden hatch cut into one wall, and uh, with in very ornate uh, marks, um, it says WC, and then underneath, um, someone else has written uh, uh, Captain's use only, uh, probably the captain. Well, I'm desperate, so I'm going to go and use it. <laughs> cool. Do I have to roll for this? Uh, let's say, um, let's say, you have to roll if you want to do it without waking the captain up. But if you're not yes. worried about waking him up, then you can. Then it's fine. I'll try, but I'm not that worried about it. So, okay. What would the, what kind of roll would this be? So you're prowling into a toilet. Uh, well, prowl probably. <laughs> Uh, I have no dots in Prowl whatsoever. I'm, okay. I'm more, more of the sort of loud. You can sort push of... yourself, um, although I don't always recommend it on the toilet. Um, <laughs> um, I'll myself a hernia. Yeah. Um, is it just a case of making sure that the door is open? So what if I prowl to, to, to open the door quietly, Barnaby goes in and I quietly close it behind him? Is that... It depends how loudly I do my business. <laughs> I really don't want it. I've made far more of this than I actually intended to. <laughs> uh, someone roll me dice to see if the captain wakes up when, uh, when you I will. I will push myself on my own to, okay. to roll a single dice. Oh, and cool. it's a six, so there you go. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Hey. Um, a very quiet wee wee. I just yep. I just I just watch him go like silently go into the door and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, Lilith, yeah, you look at Barnaby and think maybe uh, this, maybe this, maybe this chap has a little bit more uh, sneaky stealth potential than you at first assumed. Uh, yeah, Barnaby, you, I mean, you're now in the bathroom, feeling it, a lot it's, better. It's Thank textbook. You. It's yeah. all everything goes well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so here you are, back. Presumably, you could I, you can leave the bathroom if you want. You're in sure. the room, sleepy captain. Should we have a look around? Yeah, Place. I have a look around, think? like to to see where the anchor button is. Basically, like the the lever to pull up the anchor is. Make me a roll for that, uh, Lilith. Okay, so this is I'm... this is um, yeah. Make me another roll. To be honest, this is another stealth roll. Um, you're not gonna have any trouble investigating. But again, this is how how well are you doing this while while the captain continues slumbering? Okay, okay. I've got one in finesse and one in prowl, so I'll go for prowl. Two. Two. Okay. Um, yeah, you, uh, you, you, you sort of look over the the the, the control console uh, that's, that's sort of in front of the captain. It's all kind of like brass knobs and pulleys and stuff. You can see that uh, along this there is there is one lever that is marked anchor, um, and it's you know it's currently set to the down position. Uh, and as you spot it and spin around in excitement to tell Barnaby about it um, you you nudge the the captain's leg and he sort of shouts away and goes ah, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up ah, intruders and he lunges for a uh, he, he lunges for one of the speaking trumpets that is marked general alarm <laughs> hold on a minute there, sorry uh, we're allowed to be here um, one of your chaps, can't remember his name Said we could come and have a look around. You know, I'm considering potentially buying a stake in this this uh, this uh, shipping company. So I just wanted to check everything's in order over here. Are you the captain? Are you the captain of this of this vessel? Yes, I'm the captain of this ship. Stay back, all four of you. And do you do you, do you tend to uh, do you tend to sleep on the job? I just I just need to protect my investment. I wasn't sleeping, and you can't prove that I was. Mm, you okay? Well, maybe we'll keep it our little secret, eh? He's sick mm. a little bit. <laughs> so tell, tell me about this uh, this vessel. What's uh, what's she like? Make me a, make me a roll to see how uh, yeah <laughs> convincing for the for this kind of for this our little secret uh, sway. Presumably that would be yeah yeah two dice. That's a five and a one. You swear you won't tell? Of course not. I am a good not. captain. It's just. It when is the, a party, yeah. And when the, ship the ship's stationary, this is what's, stationary, what's the yeah. point? You know, am I not entitled to a little beverage? Or, or several little beverages, or large yeah. beverages? Who am I to tell you how to live your life? Yes. Um, listen, yes. uh, I, I'm a you know somewhat of a, 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 a seafaring uh, enthusiast. Um, this uh, doesn't look like a traditional setup for, for the ship. Could you talk me through the, the controls? I'm fa- fascinating, obviously, you know. I really admire what you guys do. Oh well, uh, well, this uh, is a fascinating renovation, to be honest. He talked you through um, slurringly in quite exhaustive, slightly too exhaustive detail, um, mm. how this whaling ship was retrofitted uh, to be uh, to be turned into a sort of pleasure cruiser. Mm. Um, you wouldn't say it's interesting, but it's certainly in depth. He wraps up by saying. And so, uh, uh, as you see, uh, 
where once these would call to all the different parts of the whaling ship, they now call to the different parts of the services. You've got catering there and cleaning staff as well. They're on another one of these trumpets. And down here, there's the boiler room, which obviously has the engines and the anchor housing and the, the you know all the, the other things. It's a very sophisticated setup. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, uh, to, to choose a, a random example, if you were to raise the anchor, would you do that from here, or would you speak to someone through the through, through the trumpets? Well, I, as the captain, I suppose it would be my choice. Uh, when I uh, when I pull this lever, a signal light goes on in the boiler room, and the gents mm. down there t- turn into the thingy, and the anchor comes up. But I dare say, though they are obedient lads for the most part, mm. you see, I, if I was to, to signal for it to be raised now, they would probably have some questions. I don't know that they would actually raise it because. Interesting. We are at a party. Have you got anything to drink? Well, uh, always, always. How about a, a, a nip from my, uh, my little flask that I keep with me? Oh yes, uh, go on. Uh, obviously, one of the things I have with me on my light load is a uh, is a drinking flask. Yep, Mark. Full of that, fine whiskey. Mark that off your light load. Yeah, he takes a he takes a slug of it. Um, well, I hope you appreciated this tour, but I, really, it would not look good because you're supposed to be in the party, and if anyone was to find us here, so you're I right. You're really right. must. Uh, I, I think I must ask ask you to, you to you to to to, to, to leave or. That's an absolute pleasure. Lovely speaking to you, and I hope to be doing business with you in the future. Yeah. Did you want the anchor raise? I'll raise it. I'll press any button you want. I think for the moment. We're Let me press the button. We'll see what happens when the boat goes to the to port. Yeah. Whee! I... <laughs> 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 he says, and he spins the wheel around. Obviously, the ship doesn't really have much headway on it because it is stationary, but you do feel it sort of just tilt uh, a little bit. <laughs> and he goes, hey! <laughs> port, port, port. Is that rice me? Does anyone have any port? Uh, <laughs> and um, he, he strides towards the door. He's like, I'm going to get a drink. I'll be back. Don't touch the boat. And he's off. Right. Okay. Here's the thing. We need uh, a little to know a little bit more about the, the mechanism of of the anchor and whether there's a weak spot because yeah, we're not we going, need to break we're not going to be off. able to cut through the chain. Obviously, it's far too far too thick. Um, mm-hmm. So we need to work out if there's a weak point in the mechanism that mm-hmm. we can uh, that we can take advantage of. Yeah. So do you reckon we should go down to the boiler room? Eventually, yes. Eventually, but I suspect. Probably, I would call a flashback, and that we would have probably attempted to uh, to uh, chat to one of the. I I suspect what I would have done is uh, there must be a local pub, and I, I suspect there was a little bit of pre-game going on before the party with some of the the uh, the ship's crew, there was, and yeah. um, I, I probably would have uh, gotten charmingly drunk with uh, with one of the the the, the blokes and. Um, in a, that sort of slightly comical, rich idiot sort of way, they'd have probably found my company amusing, um, and I, I, I guess I would have pressed them for what the, uh, you know, details on the ship, probably specifically the anchor thing, and hoped that the libation meant that they uh, 
they weren't too suspicious. So I'd like to call that flashback, please. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think there's any need to roll for this. Um, maybe just take me one stress. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you were indeed there. You were getting sort of uh, lightly soused with the with the with the, with the sailors. Um, they uh, they were only too happy to talk about uh, the ship. Um, you had to hear the the speech you just heard from the captain about how the mm. ship was retrofitted. That's now the second time you've heard that because they are so yep. interested in the way that this ship was re-rigged to be changed from a, a leviathan hunter but into were there a, any crucial uh, vulnerabilities in the way the anchor was rigged up is what I want to know really uh, well um, I wouldn't ask in as many words I'd say you heard them complain about it to be honest um, interesting you heard them complain about uh, Ironhook's arrogance the, the, this um, this anchor uh, the unusual shape and design that it is and studded mm. with teeth this isn't actually the best shape for an anchor the best shape for an anchor is a much more traditional sort of anchor shape that's why anchors are that shape and and they sort of you know had this had this whinge uh to you they also whinge about how heavy it is um and that it takes that on most ships um you can sort of one one person with a bit of mechanical assistance can kind of winch the anchor up into the um uh into its housing in the boiler room um most ships the anchor kind of like goes up sort of and would sort of come to rest like on the prow um, mm-hmm. but this one actually comes up through a, a sort of a, a sluice gate in the very bottom like below the waterline which is quite clever um, there's a little like sort of watertight chamber that, it, that kind of mm-hmm. comes up through like uh, there um, so they kind of ha- actually house it inside the ship what else you learn that the chain is good and strong yeah it takes two people to it takes two people kind of working on this winch at the same time, and they have to be fairly strong to to, to kind of mm-hmm. get it to, to winch it up. Unbeknownst, mm-hmm. you learn that unbeknownst to Darnell, um, the, the the crew of the ship have actually installed a backup anchor because they have not a huge amount of faith in this one, where a where a, a storm or, or the seas get rough. Uh, so in they they have in a cupboard down in the boiler room, they actually have like a a different anchor, a, hmm. a more boring regular one, but not connected not connected but it could be connected if something were to happen to if if the anchor were to break they could winch the chain up replace it drop anchor again basically interesting 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 okay also barnaby in this quite now extended flashback um, (laughs) you were having it was a long night yeah it was a long night as well as uh sort of ship's crew uh, there was also uh, a member of the gondoliers there uh, now the okay. gondoliers guild is the group that operates the gond the, the gondolas that, that mm-hmm. you know, up, run up and down the canals and th- there was a gondolier uh in this party who was uh talking uh in quite aggressive and violent terms about darnell ironhook uh, and a long-running rivalry that the gondoliers guild has with the the tripot whaling firm mm. um because let's say over Workers' rights. Um, Darnell is a pretty big name in the in, in Volus ports. You know, sort of. Am I going to have to hear about unions again? <laughs> yep. Yes, you are. In Volus, in Volus ports, kind of you know <laughs> ship ship writing uh, scene. Um, and yeah, so the gond- the gondoliers hate uh, Darnell Ironhook, and um, and this one was talking in his cups uh, about. They said, "Oh, we we show we we should we should we should show him we should." go over to that we should go to that we should ruin his party show up on his boat trash the place well I suspect uh, I in my drunken state would have taken that guy aside and said you know what that would be hilarious actually that would be it really would be funny. hilarious and it would be just what 
he deserves old iron hook yeah mm. i yeah. don't do it straight right at the start of the party though i mean i hear this thing's going on for a week so maybe towards the end of the week maybe i think tuesdays you know they'll be starting to wrap up from there midnight tuesday <laughs> midnight I look, tuesday I, I look forward to it I look yeah forward to the crash fireworks. the party we'll see you there mate <laughs> yes well yeah you will hmm Cool. All right. End flashback. Uh, it's now um, eleven thirty p.m. Let's say, so you are both aware that right. in half an hour things are going to kick off massively as a big group of rowdy gondoliers show up and try and crash the party. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So in, in about 20 minutes or so... Uh, or half an hour, 20 minutes, it's all going to kick off in a massive way. Right. So we know there's a backup... Anchor. Backup yes. anchor. We know that... The chain is robust, but there must be a way to swap the anchor if necessary. Yeah. So perhaps there is a link on the, the final link of the chain that connects the anchor is perhaps openable in some way with a tool perhaps or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, you uh, in flashback that earlier flashback you you picked that up. It opens with a key. The last link is a kind of padlock uh, setup. Got it. Got it. So that seems like our safest bet there. Mm-hmm. How do we smuggle it out of the party? I wonder whether there are food trolleys, perhaps largish. It'd be very <laughs> large, wouldn't it? Very yeah. large food trolley. Okay, I would like to do a flashback. Okay. Yeah. I'm friends with Flint, who is a spirit trafficker. Um, and as part of that, he's got this network of boats. And I've asked for him as a favour, because he owes me previously, can he help make sure that there is a boat waiting for us that I let him know that the gondoliers are going to be attacking at midnight. So come along with the gondoliers so that they think you're one of the gondoliers. You won't be caught out and just be waiting by the anchor it and, and bring a boat that is heavy enough to carry a like two ton anchor brilliant lovely what was the name of your uh, contact again flint it's flint, flint. he's a, a spirit trafficker so he he deals in uh you know ghosts in bottles basically um, um make me a roll for that lilith for the for okay. the okay for, for making that deal one <laughs> okay cool no Can that's it? all right you've made the deal okay yeah that's gonna invite me later. <laughs> Damn it. Oh dear. Alright. I take a sip of my champagne as I remember. <laughs> so uh, we have a possible option of the although as far as I'm concerned, you're concerned, presumably that's definitely happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it should be fine. Be fine. It should be fine. Yeah. Mm, good. Your your friend Flint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trustworthy chap, is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine. Good. Um well uh, in that case, um, Let's go down to the boiler room and have a have a look around. How about that? Yeah. Presumably, everyone in there is completely hammered, and because it's quite warm, probably a bit sleepy. So let's go. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, you proceed down to the uh, the boiler room um, as you sort of creep down the last set of steps, or, or not creep, but you know, walk, sort of 
cautiously. You're still holding your glasses, so you're still plausibly lost guests. You come out onto a long uh, sort of uh, metal corridor. It's kind of down here things get a lot more. You're in the inner workings of the ship now. Along one side, there's a row of furnaces. Uh, it's quite a broad sort of corridor. It's kind of the length, and it's kind of got walls that are sort of banked in like this because you're in the you're below the waterline here. Uh, along one wall, uh, there's a, a row of furnaces. Uh, behind you, there's like a, a sort of giant sort of like cog steamer thing that kind of goes back to the the propeller at the at the rear of the ship. Um, and they haven't spotted you, but you can see in this room there is uh, there are two men, uh, sort of. Shovel, like shoveling coal into the furnaces uh, and there's one man stood further back kind of looking at a, at a bank of like little di- little glass dials and sort of pressure valves and readouts and, and, and stuff like that. It doesn't look like ever, like the party has extended to down here. It looks like down here it's rather business as usual. All of these chaps are pretty burly um, big hairy arms covered in tattoos the ones shoveling the furnace are kind of stripped down to the waist grunting and pouring sweats in fact they're singing a song as, as they go kind of uh, the sort of is the kind of thing is the one i was drinking with down here yes uh it's the it's one of the furnace shoveling ones okay oh. all right <laughs> ballsy move but i'm gonna stride over to him and uh, say. <laughs> and say dave dave I told you I'd come and see you at the party, didn't I? I did. I said I'd come and see you. This is fabulous. Look at the work you're doing. Brilliant. Brilliant. Roll me for the. Roll me for Dave. Dave. <laughs> uh, is this going to be sway? It's whatever. Uh, it sounds like sway to me. Feels but, um, like sway to me. Doesn't I, it? I, yeah. I want. Roll, I've got a. Uh, roll I've me got for four. Dave. Dave is a teacher. <laughs> I've got. A, I've got a six and a four. Dave! Brilliant. Dave! Uh, he sort of <laughs> spins around, looks briefly confused, sort of wipes some grime from his eyes and goes, Mr. Fortescue! Hey, my favourite! What a pleasure to see you here. Down and in the, you, Dave, and you! Down in the muck. Well, I said I'd come and find you and it took me a little while. This place is a real warren, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm. But, uh, yeah, well, 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 welcome to my workplace. Yeah, amazing. Well, Introduce me to your to your pals. Oh well, uh, as you know, I'm Dave. Of <laughs> Dave states needlessly. <laughs> uh, this here is Clint. Um, oh, Clint. Uh, the other the other one shoveling kind of like looks over at you and scowls. Um, you've swayed Dave, but Clint is like, well, he he, he shoots you a look as if to say, "What the hell are they doing down here?" Well, I've still got my nip and my hip flask, so you know, like. I didn't. I didn't give it all to the captain. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, gentlemen, yeah. drinks. Obviously, I know you're not at the party, but you've got to have a drink with me. Come on, come on, lads. Old time's sake. I offer a sip of the champagne. Because yeah. it's still basically full. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, the uh, by the way, the the one who's kind of on the far wall, like looking at the dials and stuff. Uh, it's it's noisy down here. They're not quite in earshot of this conversation. Okay. And they haven't noticed cool. it's happening. And uh, Dave says, um, uh, "I don't believe we've been introduced, though, madam." Looks at you, Lilith. Oh, this Hi. is my assistant, Lilith. Yeah, yeah. Lilith. These are the boys, Dave and Clint. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. I heard, I heard such good things about you, Dave. He, oh, he, I couldn't he... stop talking about our night. Yeah. What a night! Absolute legends we were. <laughs> oh, Mr. Barnaby. <laughs> 
Well, that uh, that trick you did with the uh, that what was it called? The very long glass. The very long. Uh, like the the yard of the it. Yard, yeah. yeah. What was that trick you did with that? Uh, I, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> what I did was I, you'll love this, little <laughs> I I drank the entire thing. Yeah, listen to this. I, you drank the entire thing. Yeah, go on. And then I threw up, and it filled it back up again. He threw up, filled it back up again. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Such a hilarious night. You left that off uh, the the initial storytelling. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that that's now filled in. Well, I didn't want to boast, did I? I didn't want to boast. Yeah. Uh, Clint looks over and is like, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, great." Uh, (laughs) Gets gets back to the shoveling. Uh, Dave says, "So what? What brings you?" uh, what brings you down to my neck of the woods, then? Well, I wanted to come and have a drink with you, obviously, during the party. I did say I'd pop by and see you, didn't I? Mission um, but accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, this place is amazing. You, you you work down here the whole time. I mean, uh, the, the furnace and the, the this is the anchor mechanism. Yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, amazing so it was stuff. actually retrofitted from a uh, whaling vessel. And for the third time, by the way, you hear lengthy... Uh, lengthy explanation of how uh, it was how it was how it was converted isn't it? <laughs> um, but this i mean this anchor mechanism is fascinating isn't it uh oh, okay. oh. in the arse to be honest well uh, you were saying it takes two people to uh to to bring it up and down yeah, yeah. is that you and clint is that well normally whoever's on shift but yeah often me and clint yeah mm, mm. yeah i don't i mean i don't suppose you could show me could you uh <laughs> well uh, we could show you if we wanted to lose our jobs and uh, set the boat spinning adrift. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. You did mention. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That is a that is a problem, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. Such a shame. I do want to see this mechanism in action. Is there any way to? to it's to very do it valuable as well. I uh, I suspect Mister Island would be. But it goes yeah, under the, yeah, yeah, it goes it, under the water though. No, no, it's covered in uh, it's covered in valuable teeth or, or something like that. No, uh, not for the likes of us, Clint and I always say we keeps our noses clean down here and our uh, and our arms filthy with grime and sort and smell. Well, if the, if this uh, this Darnell, your your boss, I mean, oh, if yeah. he's if he's spending that much on uh, on his anchor, he must really pay you you gents well then pay us well we barely pays us at all that's that's a real shame because you're doing wonderful work here i mean your shoveling was magnificent one fluid motion coal straight in the furnace yeah um that is more or less it one yeah, fluid but motion but you're an artist really in your own way i feel uh, surely you should be rewarded more for this i mean you're not even invited to the party you're not thought of popping i mean the furnace isn't going to go out if you go up and have a drink is it well i suppose maybe it isn't no yeah, never, I mean, there's some wonderful food up there. You should really pop up and have yeah, some. I, su- I suppose if I was to just pop up to the kitchens, maybe, uh... Well, to be honest, maybe if Mr. Barnaby U was to accompany me, no, yeah, one, could, no one could say anything about that, could they? No, you'd absolutely. You'd be in one of the oi polloi. I mean, it no, would be the opposite. my pleasure. What's, you'd be in one of the fancy folk. Yes, yes, yeah, correct, yeah. Uh, well, it would be my pleasure, and, and really, I mean, you know, Lilith, my assistant, could obviously watch your work, and if, you know, the if the the furnace was starting to burn a little low, you know, she could probably notify us, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, well, that sounds fine to me, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be lovely, get a bit of fresh air. Clint, you come in. You're all right. 
Yeah. All right, Barnaby. I'm I'm going to take them upstairs and get them absolutely smashed again. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Well, for the moment, let's stay down in the boiler room then. Uh, okay. Lilith, you are stood by some furnaces. <laughs> you look at them in confusion. They suddenly seem very complicated. And yeah, and then ahead of you, you have uh, this um, this you know other other sort of ship uh, sailor who's, who's who's monitoring these dials. Okay, I would like to kind of like have a look on the person and see if they have like a ring of keys or something. Uh, so I'd like to, to to study their person. Yeah, go for it. I've got a four and a four. Yes, they have uh, they have a set of keys, and actually, you notice just sort of like just past them now that you're a, now that you can see now that now that the hulking frame of Clint has moved out of your way. <laughs> Uh, you can see that there is a sort of uh, metal housing built into the wall um, and above it there's a sign that says anchor um, it's got uh, it's got like some security bars like metal security bars like over it but they're not like currently in place it's obvious that when the anchor is up someone can put these across and lock it because this is very valuable and so there's a bit more security around this than there would normally be around a, a basic anchor but you can see where the anchor goes as you notice this the 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 the, the gentleman who's make, monitoring these readings, monitoring the dials, um, starts to turn around. Hasn't seen you yet, but is swiveling in your direction. I don't. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Hiding behind something? Yes. Yep, cool. Um, yeah, roll. I think you'd better roll me for that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Five. <gasps> cool. Five. Well... Okay, great. Yeah, that's success with a complication. Lilith, you duck swiftly behind uh, one of the one of the sort of bulky furnaces and are completely hidden from view. Um, you do uh, s- sort of lean up against the furnace, and um, which is a mistake because it's very very hot, and uh, it it it's it's kind of burning you. It's quite uncomfortable. You probably can't stay here for for very long. Sort of squeezed into this spot. You can hear footsteps as the the person sort of monitoring the dial kind of like moves a, like along along the wall. You're along one side of this like long corridor, and they're they're walking along monitoring dials at the other. Soon you see they're kind of from your hiding spot. You you can see kind of see up to their waist. Opposite across from you, they're like looking like this over again, just checking all the dials. They're facing away from you, but they're uh, they're still right there. Okay, I would like to um, sneak up to them and just bonk them on the head to, to knock them unconscious. Brilliant. Uh, cool. Roll me for that. Let me know if you want to push yourself. Um, increase the odds. Yeah, I'll push myself. I'll push myself. So I take one stress for that, don't I? Um, I think it's two stress. Two stress. Cool. Okay. Oh! Oh, I got a six! Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> tell me... Well, you tell me how this bonking happens. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Well, when... Am I in a dead... No, no. <laughs> But I'm gonna. I kind of. I like slip out, slither out from my hiding spot, and uh, I grab one of the shovels, and I just just ever so slowly walk up, and then ponk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, he goes down like a sack of spuds. Mm-hmm. Hits the deck, and the keys fall off of his waist, and uh, you know the, the ring, mm-hmm. and they are they are they are there. They don't even scatter in in into a mess of difficult to read keys in the way that uh, <laughs> in, a, in a way that might be classed as some sort of complication. 
in fact, as you look at the keys, you can see that they're clearly marked, and one of them is marked uh, uh, anchor chain. Excellent. So I uh, shuffle those away into a pocket. I click, clip them to my belt, clip them to my belt, but hidden nice. away under my coat. Nice. And what I do, because he's just kind of lying there and I want to slightly hide him, is there, is there like a uh, box, like like the coal would come in like large boxes probably? Yeah, yeah. Because you so rolled I, a six? Yes, there is. There's a big... Yeah, I, I stuff him in one of the boxes, yeah. you know, put him in a box, in a box, <laughs> you know. He's in a box. Um. <laughs> you can. I'll tell you what. You can. You can lock that box as well if if you like. It's got a lock on it, and you have the key. Up to you. Yes, but I also um, I have some snacks in my bag, um, <laughs> okay. like in my pocket. Um, yeah. Was one of my light load, and I shoved them in there with him because I feel bad. Like I don't like being. I'm just doing this because <laughs> nice. I don't want to get caught. So All right. There you go. Marks Mark so, snacks off of your light load. Yeah, it's very nice. Of you. <laughs> And tell me what's happening. What's happening now? We'll stay with you, Lilith. So I'm going to run over to the uh, chain mechanism and see and, and try it if, like, because it's it's like with help of mechanical aid, I'm going to see if there is enough leverage to try and like shift it on my own a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Make me a roll for that. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Five. Okay. Um. So you start to pull it. It is unbelievably heavy and hard to pull uh you you make it however round like two full rotations before your muscles give out basically and you can't winch it around anymore but to your surprise when you let go um it doesn't go all the way back it's on some kind of ratchet mechanism so that actually it kind of sticks at the point where it was wound however when you lift an anchor a little bit off the ocean floor you feel the ship just just kind of like just, <laughs> just kind of like just sort of just sort of start to lean uh, as it becomes untethered for the ocean floor and, and you sort of feel it subtly start to drift in fact let's flash now to Barnaby up up in the you're up in the kitchens with um, Dave and Clint yeah raiding the wine cellar obviously um, yeah uh, getting getting absolutely smashed with uh, getting them as drunk as possible as quickly as possible and they're big men so it's a lot of a lot of alcohol. but this is kind of your specialty uh, mm. and yeah they, so they are they absolutely are absolutely is. going they are going ham on the um, on the on the on the wine reserves uh, and yeah, hopefully and when the ship the kitchen... starts to list a bit I'm like way someone's had a few <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that works Dave and Clint really unconcerned they they think that they think that what's happened is is as a result of their inebriation they're like Whoa, oh, I, feel, I feel like a regular landlubber <laughs> um, and then several things happen firstly uh, one of the serving people bursts into the kitchen and says what the bloody hell is happening to the ship can you feel that? And as someone else has had a few. <laughs> <laughs> and as and in the middle of this sentence, cries start to go up from above deck in the fancy party, and you hear some very loud noises. Barnaby, you recognise them from some indiscriminate time. Let's say at one time you went climbing in the hills with your fancy friends and stuff. Right. You recognise these as the sounds of grappling hooks clunk clunking onto the side of the ship and you hear uh, you hear muffled through the walls the sounds of um, gondoliers hey, get them get them and uh, a whole bunch of <laughs> screaming and shouting is happening and then someone else bursts into the into the into the kitchen and says 
gondoliers. We feared this would happen. <laughs> Every able man to their station. Uh, how able are you chaps feeling? <laughs> Not terribly able. <laughs> right. God, uh, gondoliers are our hated enemy. <laughs> um, they actually rush out up onto deck uh, to go and um, okay. fight the gondoliers. Uh, as do actually most of the serving staff. They grab knives, cooking <laughs> saucepans. Whisks. What, what, yeah, whisks, whatever they can get. Uh, you're actually left alone, Barnaby, in the kitchen now. Okay. Um, massive fight going on upstairs. No one seems to care that the ship is... Listing. I'm gonna I'm gonna nip back down to the boiler room and I think we've probably got to do our switch now or never really I should say so, so. okay yeah so um, why don't we make this a single roll so what are we doing we're winching the anchor all the way up both of you using your combined strength probably yeah mm-hmm. you're, you're, gonna you're getting you, you're gonna make me put I already did a door earlier <laughs> you're exhausted but yeah okay mm, fine yeah right. um, please please Barnaby <laughs> there's no need to roll for this but well, I'll give you the choice. You can either roll for it, devil's bargain. You can you can roll for this, and we'll see how it goes. Or you can both take level one harm, exhausted. I think I'd take I'd take that either way, probably. So yeah, I'll I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. In an exciting Edgar Wright montage, it's like witch, witch, witch. Anchor comes up. Boom! You get your first look at it. It's every bit as beautiful and as massive as you had been led to believe. <laughs> you sort of bonk it out onto the floor. Uh, Lilith, grab what the mechanism do they have for switching the the anchors? Is the other one on a is there some sort of? So the anchor comes up on a chain. Yeah. Um, at the uh, the chain connects to the anchor by a padlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Lilith, you've got, got the key, key for that. Mm-hmm. You've now got a loose chain, uh, and in a in a you sort of rifle through some of the cupboards, you find a spare anchor. With both of you together, you can hook it back up onto this thing. Right. And, yeah. uh, and if you want, you can just lower that anchor again. The, yeah. Would it be a good idea to drop the anchor that we're looking to recover into the water as well? Um, and potentially have arranged for someone to recover it. Perhaps. <laughs> what we could do is we could keep this anchor in, one of us leg it up to the captain's deck and hit sure. the engines. Right. Which to I move think the ship away from the. I'm the going to do, because okay. uh, yeah, I also in when looking for the anchor, I looked around for the go button basically, and it was this very satisfying big looking lever <laughs> that you have to go clunk clunk. We yeah we let the when we unhook like flashback to two minutes ago when we yep. unhooked the anchor, mm. we let it sink. Mm. Okay, um, so the fancy it, anchor, yeah. the the target you've bloop, that is mm-hmm. you've let that go to the to the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. okay, yep. uh, and you have fastened on the the normal unvaluable yep. anchor. Mm-hmm. Are you dropping that as well? Yeah. Before you before you do uh, the well, engines. Actually, if we're, if we're doing the engines, no, I suppose not. I suppose it depends what the goal is. Is the goal to just move the ship? away from the point where you've dropped away the valuable when, anchor? Yeah. Or is the point to drop the anchor and then do the engines which will do something exciting and bad to the ship? Oh, i tell you what would be useful as well. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what would be useful as well would be some way to mark the um, mark the location of the anchor. i tell you what, how about you, uh, there's, there's, there's some sort of ship's charts and uh, uh, that's, mm. that's good thinking. In fact, just, just roll me for that, Barnaby. Could that be a finesse roll? Could that be argued to be a finesse roll? Yeah, I, I, well, how would you argue that it is a finesse roll? 
Uh, I would have to remember exactly what the definition of finesse was. But it's it feels open to like, interpretation. It feels like a, you know, it's a, it's a somewhat artful way to do things is to ensure ahead of time that you are uh, marking the location rather than just dropping it and then hoping to go digging around in the silt for an anchor. Plus, you probably have to do a bit of tying, which is like a finesse job. So yes, probably yep. tie a rope and something, something inf- uh, not necessarily inflatable but buoyant. Um, that must be lying around in a in a ship. There must be buoyant. Things oh everywhere. oh oh! Um, I have some bottles in order to capture spirits. Right. Um, so we tie one of those uh, and empty one of those. Sealed, to the top. Yeah. So it literally just looks like trash in the water, but we know it's we one of my bottles it, yeah. because it's brilliant. Inscribed. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. So that anchors away. So now yeah. So you have you you will be able to find this again. Um, mm-hmm. Assuming you assuming you're you know alive and stuff. Yep. But um. So let, yeah. Let's come back to this question of uh, are we dropping the non-valuable anchor or not? Yeah. Why not? Cool. And I think the, also you know it's um the first thing that they'll try to do is come and drop the anchor if it's not already dropped. Whereas if they if the engines are on, probably. Mm-hmm. They're going to address the engines without looking at the anchor so mm-hmm. much. That makes sense to me. Yeah, okay, cool. Right. Uh, the anchor is dropped. Um, the ship stops listing. Uh, no one cares because there's a massive fight going on on the top deck now. Um, you can sort of distantly hear over the kind of hmm. jung, 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 jung of the yeah. engines. You can hear like glass smashing and people I'd like to say that stuff. we drop the anchor a tiny bit after we drop our special anchor so that it doesn't drop in exactly the same place. <laughs> Land on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. It'll have Just listed, it a, it'll listed yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And now we're both legging it back up to the captain's quarters to. Yeah, I think back to the full power. To yeah. Well, I, I think um, Lilith is probably going to do that. I'm going to head back to the party and just see what's going on. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good, to have, so, good to have eyes on the party. Um, and yeah, like we might have a boat coming, so keep an eye out um, because someone might be coming along. But I'm not sure how well it went, so. <laughs> But cool. just keep an eye out. Um, so yeah, like I've I've left Barnaby with as as lookout not only mm-hmm. for fellow party guests uh, but also for a possible boat, and I leg it up to the captain's quarters. All right, so let's go with Lilith first. You're up mm-hmm. into the navigation room. Uh, there is indeed a very big, satisfying kajunk 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 thing. Oh, is it all power? All power forward. All power. All power forward. You feel you sort of stumble slightly as the ship very quickly starts to starts mm-hmm. to pick up headway. Meanwhile, Barnaby, you've sort of dashed out back up onto the top mm-hmm. deck. You, to call this a party is would be a, a, a terrible mistake now uh, because it is just a full on scrap. Um, you can see um, Darnell Ironhook is in the thick of it. Uh, brandishing a, a harpoon, sort of encircled by <laughs> gondoliers who all have, um, uh, in fact, one of them like just, one of them just has like a little stick and goes like that, and it goes sort of telescopes out into a um, a lethal gondolier's pole and starts. <laughs> Darnell sees you, um, Barnaby, uh, and says, um, "Fortescue, if you want my business, you'll help me now. Grab whatever you can, help me fight these bastards." <laughs> okay. He throws. I guess he, he, he throws you. Uh, he throws you another harpoon. Do I catch it? Oh, it's up to you. <laughs> I mean, I'll try. You can catch it for free. Okay, fine. He's um, surrounded by. Uh, yeah, he's 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 a big man. He's surrounded by three uh, gondoliers who are kind of like warily kind of okay, like moving fine. into flanking positions and stuff. Like, yeah. I wave the wave the harpoon around and go. Now listen here, chaps. <laughs> this this is really not on at all. Um. 
Could you could you please just cease immediately? Cool. Um, yeah. What kind of role is that? Do you reckon? I'm less commanding. I'm just I'm, I'm sort of asking nicely. So I'd say it's sway again. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got a six actually. Okay, brilliant. You're ruining the party. <laughs> Why don't you just grab a drink, and sit down, and enjoy yourselves? Darnell turns to you uh, and says, "What the bloody hell are you talking about?" <laughs> and he's sort of cut off halfway through about because this, having been distracted, a gondolier thing just donk thwacks him in the back of the head, and he goes, "Oh bloody hell!" And sort of slumps down, to, slumps down right. to the deck, unconscious. Uh, so right. Darnell, I'm okay, chaps, you win. I'll see you later. Darnell Einhook <laughs> has been knocked out, but at this, you have avoided combat because the gondoliers are delighted. They're like, <laughs> "We got him! We got him!" Um, they, they. Start, um, you know, those that aren't already menacing other guests, uh, you know, like running to the sides. You can see that there are gondolas like alongside the ship on both sides. There's one in the eye for you, Iron Hook. We need to get off this ship. Yeah, um, from upstairs, I would like to run down to the cloakroom and snatch my bag back. Well remembered, yep, that's fine. So I'd like to just slip in there, grab my bag. Yeah, that you can just and do then, that. Um, from there, <laughs> Shout across to to Barnaby, um, sir. We need to go file some paperwork. You need to follow me quickly. <laughs> Thank you, assistant. Thank and you. leg Very it good. towards the back of the boat, wherein from my bag, I would like to pull out the large sheet that I brought, um, like a kind of like parachute type thing. Yes, uh, <laughs> I remember. Yep. Yeah. I remember when you packed it. Um, yeah. and uh, would like to motion to Barnaby to like, grab me around the waist. And like to jump off the side because it's quite like you know a fairly high boat, so it means that we just kind of like float down towards yep. and out of the way. We're in the water, <laughs> we're a bit soggy, but we didn't land with it. You're convinced this is going to work. <laughs> just did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, make me a roll. Just make me a roll for the uh, for the for the glide. For the glide. Yeah. Finesse, you'd say. Could it could be. Yeah. So that's I, I would believe it. Can we land in a in a boat? Three. My, I don't want to get my. That's a three. I don't wet. think you're going to land in a boat. Um, <laughs> you definitely try to land in a boat, um, but unfortunately, <laughs> you actually glide a bit too well, and you just sort of you just sort of overshoot it, um, and both of you just sort of splash down into the water. As you look back, the uh, you see the the Dubaiana, um, <laughs> you know, sort of it's actually kind of now like motoring away from you uh, until all of a sudden. Um, it got with a jarring kind of crack. It kind of kind of hits, hit, runs out of slack on the anchor that you dropped. Um, it's not capsizing. It's not going under, but like it's kind of in. It's in trouble, uh, and everyone on board, I think, is completely distracted with sorting that out. No one even notices that you've gone overboard, which I suppose is not always what you want in. <laughs> Can we climb into a boat? Like one of the gondolas that's presumably vacant because all the gondoliers are elsewhere. I tell you what, uh, you actually see Lilith. You see the, the, the distinctive, slightly larger form uh, nearby of Flint's ship. Mm. Uh, Flint's little boat, which actually uh, has arrived. But minus Flint. Okay, so I, I'm i like, okay, Barnaby, you get on one of these boats and stay on it and stay okay. out of the way, and I'm going to swim towards the flint boat and be like, hello, what's going on? I've not, I've, I've not told them the details of where they have to pick up the anchor so they don't know about the bottle. Okay, cool. They don't know exactly where it is. No worries. Uh, yeah, you make it over to, you make it over to Flint's, 
Flint's little craft. Yeah, it's just empty. On the sort of floor of the boat, you you notice that there's a uh, a smashed bottle, which might not be, which might not be, uh, <laughs> which to li- I mean, why is that? Why why is that surprising, Lilith? Why is that an alarming thing to see? Um, well, if it's a spirit trafficker, um, the the bottles are what the spirits are carried in, so something might have escaped. <laughs> Something might I, have escaped. I would like. I'm to ringing out my coat on one of the gondolas at the moment. Just <laughs> bloody hell! Another coat ruined. Honestly. I'm like, I call out to Manny. I'm like, right, you, you stay there and dry off for a sec. And yeah, I would like do. to like have a look around and see if there is anything on this boat um, or whether it has just disappeared. It's like a lot. Okay, well, what kind of role is that? It's a survey or a study um i would i would like to study my surroundings i think yeah, okay. yeah. looking for clues oh i got six and a five there is nothing on the on the ship there is there is no flint is not here and neither are any sort of malevolent spirits or anything mm-hmm. um but you you do notice uh towards the, the it's kind of like a large rowing boat this and you and you see um <laughs> <laughs> Towards the back, you do notice um, a large blood stain and some Flint. signs of a struggle. Nail marks in the wooden <laughs> sort of seating, uh, things like that. Um, oh, no. But that is it. Oh, okay, well, I make a me- mental note to uh, later get in touch with my contacts and be like, Does, has anyone seen Flint? Like and to let them know that something probably went down and that I've got I've hidden his boat somewhere because that's what I'll do eventually. But um, yeah, I motioned Barnaby. It's like it's okay. Just ignore the bloodstains. <laughs> Come on. Can you bring your boat to me. I'm on a gondola with no pointy sticks. <laughs> fine. Well, like, yeah. Um, I'm how close? Yeah, fine. I start up the ship. Go towards. It's uh, a, yeah, Barnaby. it's a it's a it's a, ro- a big rowboat, but you can you can big. row it by yourself. All right, yeah, I I, I managed to get over to Barnaby, get yep. him on, and uh, get us towards the bottle. But how big is the rowboat, though? You say a big rowboat. It's exactly a flint delivered on this score. It's a right. it's a rowboat that is more than capable of of bringing up this anchor. Okay. The anchor is like the sort of size of your torso. Uh, you know, it's it's a big, ornate, heavy metal thing. It's very hard for one person to lift, but um, mm-hmm. but, but it's not know. ridiculous. It's not like a huge, huge thing. It's like, no, this ship, this yeah. the, this okay. rowboat you're on will support it. Yeah. If we wind okay. it up a bit and we can, sort yeah. of, rather yeah. than pulling it all the way out of the water, sort It'll, of yeah. you know, with a bit of we could drag it across the sea seabed to the shore. It won't be that deep as well, presumably, because it's a it was docked, I suppose. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, J- Johnny. Johnny, Johnny told me a long time ago never to ask people to roll for something if you don't want them to potentially fail it. So, um, <laughs> so I'm going to say, yeah, that you you both working together, you both kind of haul on the haul on the rope with the bottle on the end. Moving through the water, obviously the anchor comes up like quite easily. As it gets to the top, it's too heavy to sort of lift onto the ship, but you are able to like tie it onto the side of the rope. Okay. And you are at liberty to begin the long, uh, soggy uh, back to back, back to, to port, back to back to shore, which you do, and we will call the school there. Great job, Hooray! you two! Amazing anchor retrieved. <laughs> Wonderful. I need a drink and another new coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any downtime activity? Um, 
Barnaby, um, or buy a new coat. Um, I've new got, coat. I've got one stress and one. Um, I took uh, exhaustion, didn't I? Oh yeah. So I'd like to, to make myself not exhausted anymore. Yeah, roll me a d6. Okay. Two. Okay. Another. Four. Four. Okay. Um, so Barnaby, you fill one segment of your healing clock. Okay. Um, and Lilith, you fill two segments. There you go. You're some, somewhat on the way to healing that exhaustion. Healing is hard in this game. Um, uh, is it? Is that one of our two actions? That is one of your two actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, the, the other, whatever you want to do next, is up to you. You can in- investigate something. You can. You don't. Re- I would say don't indulge your vice because neither of you took too much stress on that. So yeah, you, I'm you only just want stress. stress. Yeah. You, uh, sorry, yeah, stress. You would be at. You'd be at risk of overindulging, I think, if you, mm. uh, if, you yeah. if you did that. But uh, there are other things you can do. You can try and acquire an asset, for example, or um, you know, investigate something, things like that. I would like to uh, have a look around. My, my interest is, you know, academia, so I would like to have a look at, uh, like, see if I can find in any of the old grimy bookshops some interesting pieces of literature and uh, non-fiction um, various different things that might tell me more about the ghosts of the city. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, make me a roll. Sounds like maybe study to me, but mm-hmm. we'll see what you come up with. Oh yeah, study. So that's two. Uh, a three and a two. Three and a two. Okay. Um, you, uh, you, let's say you don't, you don't actually find any books that advance your studies particularly, but um, something else that you were doing in your downtime uh, while you're in the library, you meet another sort of like person who's like involved in the in the, in the ghost network of uh, of Volisport, and you get to talking about them about Flint mm-hmm. uh, missing Flint, and you don't learn too much. You don't get an answer as to what happened to Flint, but you do learn that he had, in fact, the night of the night that he was coming out to meet you, uh, he was making a stop first to pick up what he said was a particularly uh, valuable and violent uh, spirit. Um, so. Okay, okay. You learn, you well, learn this I, information. I, I thought I thought I was gonna have to like kind of look up and be like, what could do this to a person? And then someone just said, I oh, picked it up, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a uh, it was a banshee. Yeah, banshee oh, God. A, particularly you know they go for a lot of money. If you, you yeah. would have been very much in Flint's interest as long as you can keep it in the bottle uh, to, mm-hmm. to to pick this up. Cool, Barnaby. Anything? I think just uh, it's boring, but I'm going to go for another uh, healing. Yep, cool. Role, please go for just it. to try and clear a bit more of my clock. Makes thing. sense. Five, five, fantastic. Uh, that will last two segments, so you've now got three. Three. Fine. So there you go. Cool. If you manage to not take any damage next time, and then in your next downtime, do some more healing. You could shake that exhaustion. <laughs> Yes, all right. Yeah, I'll try not to do any heavy lifting in the next one. I'm thinking about bringing in a sort of crew management thing whereby uh, if your character is not in a particular score, uh, then you get you get two extra downtime activities. So if if, if um, Mike and Ellen, if you're not in the next um, if you're not in the next Oxventure presents fair. Blades in the Dark escapade, uh, then then you know you you can do to some more downtime activities instead but you know that concludes business great job folks you you get that, you. that um, was fun. barnaby and lilith you get that anchor to uh to eleanor's uh fence mm-hmm. and yeah the the precious coin is acquired and in fact as you head back to 
Uh, Eleanor's largely legal antiques and head into the back room. You find the other three are already there. Uh, they look very annoyed that you left and abandoned your guard duty. And But you know what? They Their expressions change and they're eating humble pie when you tell them about the incredible score that you just pulled off <laughs> and the money you just bought in for the group coffers. So, yeah. And it was a hell of a party too. Mm. And it was a hell of a party and you ruined another coat, Barnaby. So, yeah, two for two. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, folks, so much for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Um, do like and subscribe if you enjoyed this, if you want to catch uh, our next adventure. And don't forget, um, as I'm, I'm sure you're probably already aware, but we play Dungeons & Dragons as well over on Outside Xbox as part of Venture also. Um, that's where Mike lives. That's his house. Um, yep. YouTube.com slash Outside Xbox. So check it out. Thank you both, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! So there you have it. We did it. Somehow we worked out how to get that dang anchor off the boat. I was really, I mean, when, when Luke explained <laughs> what we were going to have to do and just the, I mean, this is going to sound like really fundamental, but the inclusion of very deep water yeah. makes it an extremely complicated thing to to deal with. So um, I'm sort of amazed. But I think what you've got to remember, I guess, is that, that even though the GM's job is to sort of put some obstacles in front of you and certainly mm-hmm. in Blades of the Dark where, you know, complications are just a you know most roles are going to end up with a complication or a failure um i guess just having faith in your gm that that we're all heading towards a hope what is hopefully a satisfying conclusion um and the only thing that's really out to sabotage you is the dice oh 100 i i remember when it was like oh you've got to get this and it's here and uh, like anything to do with the anchor i just was like how we how do we do how this, this how, yeah, yeah. how do we get this huge chunk of metal off there like and it was the first adventure with just two people yep. i'm like you've sent two people to get an anchor <laughs> <laughs> two people what? couldn't even lift an anchor i know them, right i was like yeah. what are we supposed to do and then like you know when we you know finding the different ways around that was really interesting um mm. and yeah it, you know it was a it was a lovely uh crash course in uh blades like you know we'd already done one episode but i think this was like hard mode but fun yes fun. yeah i think it really yeah it gave us a, a, a real chance to sort of I, I guess build confidence in our in our sort of ability to to play the game i guess um and role play as well i loved all the stuff about uh, Lilith, Lilith is trying to get everyone to unionize and obviously that runs <laughs> directly counter to everything that barnaby stands for yeah. <laughs> Barnaby and workers' rights are at opposite ends of the political spectrum, basically. I think the, um, whole, t- the whole time Lilith's talking to these people, she's like, Barnaby should maybe learn something from this as he overhears. Yeah. Like, just, I think it's just like a, just, just a reaction to being next to Barnaby for ages. Like the whole like, oh, I'll pretend to be your assistant. Oh, I thought you already were. Like, Argh. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and you know things like Barnaby refusing to open or not wanting to open the door. Oh my and, gosh! And yeah, that that being seen as a you know all this stuff basically. I was just it was so fun to 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 inhabit that character for like a good solid two hours with with you to bounce off and um, yeah. we had a lot of fun. I did a stealth wee. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, mom. I could have been a doctor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was um it's a lot of fun yeah and, and 
brilliant from from Luke as well. I love Darnell as a as a character. Yeah. Well, the, the the voice must absolutely shred Luke's throat. I don't understand how he. Uh, there is, oh voice. my goodness, there is some, just not to spoil anything for folks who haven't seen any of them before, but coming up on this podcast, like in, throughout, in the next few episodes, there are going to be some amazing so voices, voices. Uh, from Luke that will shred his vocal cords at points. Yes. <laughs> I remember, I think, I can't remember, it was either in this one or season two, can't remember which season, um, but uh, I remember at one point Luke started doing a voice and I was like, I offered the character a lozenge because I saw the <laughs> yes. regret. He just started doing a voice and I'm like, I have a <laughs> Yeah, there's one a bit later on with so, me and Jane. Um, and yeah, there's another voice that is proper, you know, yeah. like real, real voice shredding. Uh, so yeah. fair Absolute play to Luke. Dedication. Man of a thousand voices. And mm-hmm. um, he does a great job. He does a great yeah, job. Yeah, it's good. Um, there's some great lines from him. Uh, today, I, th- I think my favourite line is, uh, you tell me how this bonking happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a bit of a gimme for the for the, <laughs> for the reaction. Um, that was, uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, that was great. I enjoyed that. I Yeah, all the stuff about unionisation, all the, oh, uh, all just, just all, all the stuff about you being <laughs> my assistant, which was really unfair. Yeah. But, um, but very oh, funny. It, it was fun. I was just like... Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, just just to join a union. Like that's my way. Is like you get in with the staff. Mm. Um, and it was a like, good strategy. It worked out. Yeah, for us. yeah. Well, the thing is, like that, I sort of tried to like make it part of Lilith's character as well. In the you know where yeah. she comes from, she she's from somewhere else where the where, you know the workers' rights are better mm. and they're better unionized and they're you know all looked after. Um, and uh, you know, not, like not as many people go hungry, etc. That sort of thing. Um, yeah. and so she's like, "Why are you? Why have you been on this boat for three days? Why? Where, you haven't?" It's like, "When? When did you last take a break?" He was like, "When was Tuesday?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" But it's sort of. I mean, like thematically, it's it would it would feel. I mean, we probably would do it in Oxventure because we've done all sorts of things that are thematically a bit weird. But yeah, I mean, thematically for something that is based on sort of the Victorian era. You know, workers had no rights in the Victorian era. They'd be in workhouses and factories and up chimneys and all sorts of stuff. So, um, so it does actually. It's sort of like, as as our asides go, it's one of the more thematically appropriate ones. But, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, totally. I mean, you know, anathema to to Barnaby. He's he just will not hear of it. (laughs) Um, Lilith quietly starting a revolution amongst the workers. Yeah. Um, well, not so quietly. Um, but yeah. Also, maintaining the trend of uh, Barnaby going in with a light load and uh, it all being drink and yeah. then ru- ruining his coat at the end as well. Yeah. Um, which it I said it's a running, a running joke happening. Yes. <laughs> it's um, good. It's good. And then there's a little mystery at the end uh, yes. with my oh, pal yeah. on the boat and there's a broken bottle and a banshee what's on. happening i wonder if that will come back later in a mm. in a following episode in a later episode it's a really fun thing about uh i think the way luke likes to run the game is you have the, the sort of heist itself which tends to be a sort of somewhat self-contained uh thing but then just as a little twist at the end yeah <clears throat> excuse me just as a little twist at the end, there's a there's a bit of mystery that that relates yeah. to the wider arc and things like that. It's good. Um, See, he does it very well. Like this is like Luke's first big GMing experience. Yeah. Like because he, he you know done some guesting GMing on uh, Oxventure um, on on our D and D stuff, and 
he was great. It was really good. Uh, Johnny uh, taught him a bunch of stuff. Uh, they were an mm. excellent teacher. So uh, yeah, like we we've we've been we've been ridiculously lucky with our GMs. I think uh, because you know they come up with really fun stories and they let us get away with some things <laughs> and do fun voices and i'm just like yay whenever we sit down to play a tabletop game i get so excited that i get to you know have a fun you know adventure or like find out some something cool about the overarching mystery like the number of times i was like oh, ooh in the end, mm. end of an episode of a recording of one of these i'm like oh i want to know what happens next i think oh, it's got really, wait <laughs> it, it's really satisfying i think you know in a um a tabletop environment where everything's a bit fast and loose you know everything yes. is uh, a collaborative storytelling uh experience no one even the GM knows exactly what direction things are going to take. Um, no. But I think there's really something sa- there's something really satisfying as a group when a sort of a story, a real like impactful, dramatic story moment happens. Yeah. Whether, or, whether organically or whether it's sort of planned by the, the DM, because so much of tabletop is sort of chaotic in so far yeah. as not not in the Egbert sense, but in the sort of just no one really knows exactly what direction the story will take. There's very mm. little sort of, planned linear storytelling that's yeah. why it's really really satisfying when there are things like payoffs and callbacks and stuff because it makes it feel closer to the sort of you know tv style storytelling where they have the benefit of a writer's room and months to script it and you know yeah. if you can deliver something that's a fraction as good as something from a tv show and we uh, mean a fraction <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah of course um but if you can deliver that in a sort of TTRPG uh, scenario, that I always find that really, really satisfying. So it really I, is because you think, how did we, how did we get, how did we get this? How did we not ruin this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we didn't ruin uh, it. Yay! The, the weight of uh, expectation. I, you know, actually talking of the weight of expectation, I really felt a lot more pressure playing Barnaby than Egbert because Barnaby I feel like is you know how that there's that saying about novelists where everyone's first novel is always somewhat autobiographical do you know what I mean right I think there's a lot more of me in Egbert um, yeah than there is in Barnaby yeah a lot of of how Egbert reacts is probably you know like an extrapolation of how I would react if I was a big lizard Um, (laughs) whereas Barnaby for me I I think is more of a character more of a character than I've probably ever played in any other role-playing thing really is yeah but as a result like every time we were about to record blades i was like i guess not not nervous but just like felt a weight of like expectation like self-imposed weight of expectation that that i wanted to well i just wanted to i wanted to deliver a a performance that was like that character do you know what i mean i wanted yeah i wanted there to be Barnaby character moments, and I feel yeah. like I m- mostly managed that. I think oh, maybe you smashed like, it, Mike! You smashed it. There's Don't maybe worry. like one or two episodes where I felt like I didn't do enough Barnaby-ish nonsense, but um, yeah, but certainly not this. Certainly not this episode. There's no, plenty of Barnaby. There's plenty of Barnaby so, nonsense, so. and it's brilliant. Um, um, yeah, I, I just love the boldness the the, the Barnaby character has. Um, I love, I think it works really well uh, with Lilith's character in that she's trying to be like, oh, let's just try and be more like, like. (laughs) 
The quiet just exasperation. Quite <laughs> exasperating <laughs> panic, you know. Yeah. Um, but like eventually, because she could like she like they do gel, like they do gel. Of and course, it bounces yeah, off. yeah. Like they both have a, a task to do, and it's like it's it. Lilith is just like she's just spending the whole time like right. How do I do this in Barnaby's language? How do I make <laughs> yes. it's that thing of like how do I word this to make him think it was his idea? Yeah, <laughs> Which fair. I know so many women will yeah, dealt with people really like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh what a what a treat though. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Blades in the Dark, and I hope as listeners you uh you uh, fine podcast fans are enjoying it as as much as we are it's it's a different sort of storytelling for us both in terms of format and setting and mm. character um but uh yeah lots more to come lots more blades to come um hopefully you'll you'll stick with us for it and um they have better, a wonderful weekend they better or i'll throw ghosts oh. at them <laughs> oh okay you got a threat direct yeah. from lilith capellanaga there so yeah. yeah if you're not already subscribed make sure you're on it um, yeah do it Cool, spirit thanks. bottles here. Oh, oh, I wish I knew what that might entail. Um, you, you throw them like Molotov cocktails, is that how yeah, it Yeah, basically, that, right. that, that happens a lot. Look forward to that in the upcoming Fair. season. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining, Ellen. Um, and Cheers. thank you to you, the fine listeners of the Oxventure podcast, for uh, sticking with us for this Thanks, episode. lovelies. We'll see you next time. Bye.